I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, Katina is joining me in person, and we're recording one of our mini episodes, and we're going to be talking about traveling for work and just some tips of ours. Katina actually traveled here today, so yes, yes. you're primed for it. <laughs> I am primed for this discussion. I just spent about uh, six hours in a plane, so <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> yes, that's a long time, man. Wish we lived closer together. Yeah, it's that's a long true. Flight. But at least it provides us with some good material for giving tips for traveling. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Very true. Yeah, we've both been traveling a lot lately. Like I've been on the road probably every week for the past four weeks. Um, I think you you're yeah. the same. Yeah, I basically moved into Washington D.C. like a month ago and basically abandoned my husband and left him there for like <laughs> almost the entire month. I know. And then you're not done yet. Like you're no, going to leave here. Done. You've got more. Yeah. I got more stuff yeah. going. So yeah. So it, but it can be really draining. Um, but there are things that you can do to replenish your energy and make yourself feel more at home when you're traveling. So we just wanted to share some of those ideas. So I don't know if you want to kick off some of your tips or tricks, Patricia. Yeah. Well, I, I like to consider myself a travel self-care guru because I do it a lot. I'm on a plane a lot for work and I have a couple things that I love to do. So first thing is I always bring moisturizers on the plane. So that is like a weird thing. And maybe some of you are like, I'm not going to be that crazy person that puts like cream all over my face, but I do. And it's just, if you're on a plane every week, your skin just dries out like crazy. Like I already have dry skin. Um, but I refuse to let it get worse when I'm traveling. So I am like the person that's really annoying next to you on a plane that's just constantly putting oil all over their face. <laughs> um, but it helps. It really helps. Like I have a whole routine. Like I get in my seat, I take my water out because the hydration for water too is also really important. I take it out. I put it in the pocket. I take out my moisturizer and a hair tie. I put my hair up on the top of my head and then I slather that stuff all over my face. Um, and get myself ready for the for the flight. And I think that has really helped me in terms of like feeling less gross when yeah. I get off a plane. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to get off the plane and just feel like your life is over. Like you can't <laughs> continue your day because you just feel like so zapped and you're just done from like a physical perspective and from a mental perspective. And I think one of the things that's helpful about that tip is that it's also about establishing routine. One of the things that mm -hmm. I really like to do when I'm traveling is – make sure that I sort of have things set up in a way that feels like home. So mm -hmm. I'll set up, like I'll actually set up like my toiletries in the bathroom. I'll set up like my computer. I'll set up like I'll hang stuff. Like I try to make it so that it's as convenient as possible. Um, but also so that I feel like I'm not like totally out of my element or, you know, if your alarm goes off late or something happens and you end up being later at one meeting than you were supposed to and you need to run back to your room, it's always good to feel like you're not like sorting through your stuff and everything's everywhere and you don't know where anything is. So mm -hmm. being organized and having things in place can help you just feel less stressed in general about your travel, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great tip, especially if you're going for several days. Like mm -hmm. I only fly usually, um, I fly one day, sleep fly home the next day. So I'm only there for one night. So I don't unpack that much. I will do the toiletries thing. Um, but I don't kind of have a lot of stuff with yeah. me, honestly. Um, but the things that I do like to do is I like to make sure that I have a little routine. Like you said, when I get back to the hotel as well, like after, you know, I've had client dinners and whatever, um, you know, I have, I bring eye masks and face masks with me because clearly skincare is an obsession. I didn't realize <laughs> I had, <laughs> um, but I also have like this pillow that, um, it's one of those travel pillows that goes around your neck, but the inside of the pillow is actually a yoga mat. So you unzip the pillow and you whip out a yoga mat. So you can do like, 
you know, a workout in your hotel room, um, using some video or yoga or whatever you want to do. Um, so that I think is really helpful. And the other thing is that it's really tempting, at least for me when I'm traveling for work to just continue working when I get back to the room because, oh, well, I'm already out here. Like I was on a plane, so I missed all these emails. I'm just going to work. And then you end up working till like midnight and it's stupid. Like you would never do that at home or hopefully you don't do that at home. So I really try to make sure I, I create like an evening break like I would at home like okay you know it's nine o'clock like I would probably be vegging in front of the tv right now or reading a book or whatever and and doing those same types of things so I'm not um just overwhelming myself and making myself more tired because of you know just because I'm gone yeah yeah and I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna say two things that are in that vein about like setting boundaries for your work and setting boundaries for your um like timing um, and they're going to be contradictory at first, but then I'll tell you why I think they go together. So the first, <laughs> okay. the first is that I think something that's been helpful for me, um, especially as I'm getting like into my thirties is like setting a bedtime for yourself. Mm -hmm. And even if people are out and they're out late saying like, okay, I need, you can just say like, I'm a person that needs a lot of sleep. I want to be prepared for tomorrow. I need to go to bed. And generally nothing really super good happens in like the midnight hour no. <laughs> out with clients or coworkers anyway. So a lot of times I think you might feel like, oh, well, I might miss this thing or that thing. Um, a lot of what happens after hours is not, you know, after a certain point stuff that results in actual like productive mm -hmm. behavior. So just giving yourself a bedtime and waking up refreshed the next day can be really important so that you're not tired on top of being tired and then you travel home and you're tired. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing I will say is that if you're in a city that has stuff in it that you'd like to do and you happen to have some downtime during the day or in reasonable hours of the night, if you can with a coworker, even by yourself, like try to take some time to do something that's fun if you have time. So for a really short trip like yours, Patricia, like you might not have time to do that, but sometimes I'll travel for a conference or I've traveled for consulting work where I'm there for four or five days, something like that. Um, if you're there for a while, you may have time to just like grab a lunch at a place that you haven't tried before, but you wanted to try or something like check some things off, like uh, things to do in that city list. Mm -hmm. Just so you feel a little bit like it's not all about work and you're getting some leisure in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Even with the one day trip, like I will sometimes just look up, okay, well, I'm going to Cleveland and Cleveland is known for having Michael Simon restaurants. So let me find, I mean, you were just in Cleveland. Yeah. Is that why I thought of that? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> I, I did eat at a Michael Simon restaurant. <laughs> uh, that must be why I thought of that. That's exactly what I did when I went yeah. to Cleveland too. But you know, I'm, I'm not there for very long, but I can still go and I still have to eat. Right. So like, why not pick the restaurant that I'm interested in? Or, um, yeah, to your point, like sometimes I'll even make sure I get there a little earlier. Like sometimes it'll happen. Okay. So let me give you an example of my travel. I will fly in, let's say on a Tuesday, um, and I can get it anytime on Tuesday. And sometimes I'll have a client dinner that night. Sometimes I won't. And then the next morning I'll usually have the meeting and then I'll climb home, climb home. <laughs> <laughs> she's really active in the hiking community yes i can climb back to la from cleveland she's grappling overnight <laughs> no oh man i will, I will <laughs> climb onto my plane seat <laughs> there you go and um and fly home the next day so sometimes i'll actually try to fly in a little bit earlier than i need to be there so that I can do something like that. See something or even just like really settle in and feel better about it or go to a museum or whatever it might be. Um, or, you know, spend time with my coworker before that bedtime because I'm with you. I do not like staying up super late. Um, usually I can use my time difference excuse 
So like while everyone's like, oh, well, I should still be more awake by the time it's midnight on the East Coast. Well, I'll be like, yeah, but I've been up since it was like 4 a.m. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, we feel bad for you. And then they don't, no one says anything. Um, so generally I'm with you. I go to bed earlier. But if you get in earlier and your coworkers are getting in earlier, you can do all that hanging out bonding time earlier in the day and potentially doing an activity that you're excited about in that city. Yeah, if you have a free afternoon or free evening, like a lot of art museums or places will do like free Wednesday night or something. So instead of going and just meeting in the hotel bar, like you could suggest to your coworkers that you go do something, take an Uber to a museum, see something for an hour and then come back. So I think there are ways to combine like work and life, even when you're on a work trip. Mm -hmm. And if you're there for a really short period of time and you're not able to see anything fun um, or do anything other than just like go to your meeting, at least try to set that routine for yourself and make it feel like, you know, you're not totally chaotic, out mm -hmm. of whack from your normal um, routine so that when you get home, you're not just like completely, completely drained from the trip. Agreed. And yeah, like skincare is the thing, example I give of the thing that makes me feel like I'm in control of something while I'm traveling, you know, it might be very different for you. Um, but I think you just need to find that thing that that routine that helps you that makes you feel comfortable that makes you feel like, you know, you're, um, having that personal self-care time that is separate from your workday, even though you're not at home. Yeah. And I also think, you know, there are some things that just little things that you might not think about. Like, um, if you have kids and you like never get to watch like a certain TV show or like, mm -hmm. you know, just stuff that you can be like, wow, this is some time by myself that you can also value that time and try to say, okay, well, I'm actually going to use the parts of this that I can enjoy um, and use to replenish myself. You don't have to, like Patricia's saying, be working the entire time you're there because like, oh, I should use this time to be productive because I'm not around my kids or I'm not in my normal environment. You can also do the flip and say, hey, this is some time where I'm just by myself and I can actually focus on doing things that I like to do um, in the times when I'm not needing to be actively working or in meetings. So yeah. yeah. Get your nails done. Yeah. Get a massage. Yeah. Like those types of things if you're interested in them. Like it's all usually accessible and easy to do when you're in a hotel or um, in a downtown area. Um, I think there's just a lot of things you can do to take care of yourself while you're traveling. And there's also like the, the basic health things like don't go crazy with the food because you're traveling. So you feel like, hey, I can just eat burgers all day. Like yeah, you can if you want. And maybe that's fine if you travel once in a blue moon. But if you're traveling every week, then that might not be the best for your health. Um, and the same with activity. You know, you're on a plane, you're sitting down. Like, that's not obviously ideal to do that for long periods of time. And if you're traveling a lot, then you really should think about how you can um, bring in some activity to your day. Whether it's the yoga mat idea that I had or even every, you know, hotels have gyms to go take a little stroll around the city, walk around the city, do a walking tour and get some of that activity in. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do. The other thing I always bring up that people don't think about and don't know, which surprises me, is baby aspirin. Do you use baby aspirin? I don't use baby aspirin, okay. so I'm very curious about this tip. Baby aspirin when you fly, because when you're on a plane, when you're sitting for so long, that's where you're primed for blood, blood clots. Like... You know, everyone, there's have variable, there's variability in terms of how likely you are to develop blood clots, but you don't know what yours are, right? Generally, especially if you're, you know, younger, you're not doing a lot of stuff with your, you don't have heart issues yet, you haven't developed any of that, you might not know that you have that um, potential 
problem. So if you take maybe aspirin, it helps your blood kind of keep mm. circulating. It's all it's almost like you know people do the compression socks. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar concept. Instead of having to have those compression socks, though, you can just take a baby aspirin, mm. and it kind of helps like thin your blood a little bit, so the blood flow is a little bit easier, so you don't get the swelling in your feet if That's you're on good. a really long, especially if you're on like a crazy long flight. If you're on a flight for like 14 hours, like I take. I take two in the beginning of those flights and then maybe one again, like later halfway through the flight. Um, and you don't get that same, those same like negative problems with the pressurized cabin and sitting forever. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I never heard of that one before. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to try that baby aspirin. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think something else, um, potentially good to think about is just if you're going on a trip, like we've been talking about travel, like work related travel, but if you're going on a planned vacation or mm -hmm. traveling for work, always remember that, um, you know, the research shows that your stress levels basically return back to wherever they were, uh, fairly quickly after you come back from vacation. So as we've written a blog post about and things like that, try to ease yourself back into, um, your, your work week and try to just be conscious of the fact that it can be really easy to just snap back into that same stressful position and try to like be conscientious and mindful of taking some of those feelings of memories or things that you thought about when you were on vacation, like, Oh, like this feeling that I'm having right now. Like I wish that I could feel this calm normally, like try to remember those things and sort of bring those pieces of peacefulness back with you. Um, so that you're just at least being a little bit more conscious of how you're going back into your work week. That's a great point with the vacations. I mean, we did write an article about this, so definitely look it up if you're interested in more detail. But one thing for vacations I think is really important is to plan your return. So before you even leave, make sure you have a plan. Like, okay, I blocked three hours of my calendar to go through my emails um, on the, like, right when I get back. And then I block the next day a couple hours. So I'll block time right when I get back so that when I come home, it's not like I've got a million meetings that have been scheduled on my first day and I'm so swamped with emails that I just can't really focus and get myself back into it. So you can block your time, like do it, just block your time and make yourself have that opportunity to kind of ease back into work. Um, sometimes I'll actually even take an extra day off because I'm lucky. I am lucky because I have, um, what we call discretionary time off so we can take as many days as we want. But, um, with that, I, I take an extra day and I don't actually take it off of work, but I take that day to ease myself back into work without having anyone ping me, call me, and just kind of get myself organized and through those emails where I don't feel as overwhelmed when I get home or when I start actually being on the clock in terms of people contacting me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. It's just good to be conscious. Um, conscious of what it is that's going to make you feel like you're in a good routine while you're traveling, conscious of what you're doing while you're there so that you're doing a good job of balancing work and life and trying to have some fun if you can, making sure you stay within reasonable bedtime. And then when you come back, making sure that you're prepared to come back in a, in a positive fashion. So, um, I think that that's uh, a set of good tips that have been helpful to us. Um, we'd yeah. love to hear tips from you if you have any to share. Yes, please reach out if you have some tips for us, um, things that maybe we can share in, in another episode. So you can reach us on our email address, which is workerbeing at gmail.com. So workerbeing is spelled W-O-R-K-R-B-E-E-I-N-G. You can find us on social media too. Yeah, feel free to send us a DM or some sort of message. Um, it's at workerbeing, and that's on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can also go to our website, we already mentioned our articles are up there, workerbeing.com. And there's a contact form there as well if you want to send us a message that way. We look forward to hearing your tips. Thank you so much. Bye.
Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson.